Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we covered the testimony of Nathan DeBruin, a freelance photographer who resides in Kenosha and documented the events surrounding the Rittenhouse shootings. On today's episode, we examine the testimonies of three more defense witnesses. Lucas Zanin, a bystander whose stepdaughter captured audio of the shooting of Joseph Rosenbaum while Zanin drove her through Kenosha. Jacob Marshall, a former roommate of Gage Grosskreutz, and, in a return to the witness stand, Anmol Sam Kindry, one of the sons of the car source dealership owners. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The final witness on the day of November 9th is Lucas Zanin. Zanin lives in Kenosha. As he takes the stand, he sports long black hair pulled back in a ponytail and a thick beard and mustache. He wears a black suit with a black collared shirt buttoned up to the top and a silver pendant, perhaps a crucifix, though it's hard to be certain from the video, hangs outside his shirt. Defense attorney Mark Richards begins his direct examination by asking about Zanin's whereabouts just before the shootings began. Were you present in the city of Kenosha on August 25th of 2020? I was. Parked in my car uh, on 63rd Street on the corner of Sheridan Road, across the street from the car lot. Was there somebody with you? Yes, my stepdaughter. Okay, and was she filming anything? Yes, so she was leaning out the window of the passenger side and she was videotaping and I was watching the uh, events. What was exciting or interesting about CarSource at that time? Well, the reason I, I was passing south on, 60, on Sheridan and I took a right on 63rd and then I turned around and parked because as I was going south, I saw fire coming out of the passenger seat of one of the cars. And so I turned around and I decided uh, to park and I saw people smashing the cars with pipes and bats, standing on the hood, kicking the windows in. Hey, you, you can stop a, a second, Mr. Zanin. Richards then plays a few moments of the video that Zanin's stepdaughter recorded from the southwest side of the 63rd Street car source lot. You hear that banging? Yeah. What is that? That's people kicking and hitting cars with pipes and bats. Richards continues the video. The vantage point of the footage is on the opposite side of the car source from where Kyle Rittenhouse and Joseph Rosenbaum entered the lot. And the view of the lot is obstructed by crowds of people, so the shooting is never visible, but it is audible.
Oh shit. They shooting. Whose voice is that? That's my stepdaughter's. Did you hear those gunshots? Yes. Could you describe them for the jury, please? I heard multiple gunshots. Hey, was there a first gunshot and then a series of gunshots? How did you? Yeah, I, I heard one and then bang, bang, bang. Okay. And after the shots, did the people then start to move? Yeah, they started running. After Richards establishes that Zanin made a formal statement to police, he turns the witness over to prosecutor James Krause for cross-examination. What brought you up past curfew that night? I wanted to, uh, first of all, uh, these were historical events that were happening in my hometown, uh, first of all. Second of all, um, the night before, uh, rioters had burned dozens of buildings, small businesses. Me being a real estate agent, you know, I have uh, empathy for small business owners. I was very upset that, that these rioters were destroying my town, burning my town. So I was hoping if I could see that the night that uh, Kyle was uh, chased and attacked, if I could see somebody set a fire, I could take a video and I, they could be prosecuted by the prosecutors and the police. Now so, you mentioned uh, someone you called Kyle. Did you know Mr. Rittenhouse before that evening? Not at all. Krauss concludes his cross and on a quick redirect, Richards confirms that Zanin never saw the shooting and did not know Kyle Rittenhouse. Judge Bruce Schrader adjourns court for the day and on the next morning, November 10th, the defense calls Jacob Marshall to the stand. Marshall is a former roommate of Gage Grosskreutz. During the cross-examination of Grosskreutz, the defense presented evidence that Jacob Marshall posted on his Facebook page that Grosskreutz told him that his, quote, only regret was not killing the kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into him, end quote. Grosskreutz denied having said that. In order to get that evidence in, the defense announced that they would be calling Marshall during their case. As he takes the stand, Marshall sports a ginger patch of hair on the top of his head, which is shaved on the sides, and a ginger mustache and beard, which hangs four to five inches in length. He wears a gray suit jacket, a gray and black striped shirt with an open collar, and a black t-shirt. Defense attorney Corey Shirofficy handles the direct examination. Shirofficy first establishes that Marshall and Grosskreutz were roommates at the time of the shooting, and that Marshall visited Grosskreutz in the hospital. Is that a picture of you and Mr. Grosskreutz? It is. Okay, and that's a picture uh, in the hospital that was taken? Yes. Okay. And I want you to look to the right of the photograph. Uh, there's some, uh, not that familiar with Facebook, but there's an entry that you made with your name and then some writing on it. Is that right? It appears so, yes. Shirovacy presents a screen grab of the Facebook post on the court's TV screen. It says, I just talked to Gage Grosskreutz. Two. Two. His only regret was not killing the kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into it. He said that to you, correct? No. He didn't say that to you? He never said that to me. You just posted something about your friend, your roommate, that was a lie? I did. Given the circumstances and all the threats I've received on the internet, I've never been put in a position like that. Um, addresses of ours were posted, uh, you know, 
my mother was getting inbox, uh, my sister. It, it was insane with everything going on at the time. I made a bad remark. I was trying to stick up for my friend at the time who, you know, he didn't know any of this was going on. He didn't see the post or anything. Um, You're not sticking up for him. You're saying what he said. No. Hold on. This post down here should have killed him right then and there. That's you saying that, right? That is me saying that, yes. Okay. This post right here is you equating something that Mr. Grosskreutz said to you. I lied. He never said that. that those words have never came out of his mouth. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Prosecutor Thomas Binger handles the cross-examination and seeks further context for the untruthful actions for which the witness has just taken responsibility. Mr. Marshall, after you learned that your roommate had been shot that night, what did you do? I actually went to Kenosha trying to figure out if he was alive. Um, uh, my sister was the one that notified me. She was watching his live stream and... Um, you know, I had to figure out if my friend was alive. Even at the time, I had no answers. So I uh, drove from Milwaukee to Kenosha to the first hospital. Uh, they were transferring him to a secondary hospital, which then he got flight lifted back to Milwaukee. So I basically drove down to Kenosha to drive back to see him in a freighter. But I wasn't able to see him until the following day, at least, I don't know, like 12 hours at least or plus after the incident happened so you were worried you were scared i've i've never been in that position in my life it was very traumatic watching you know my roommate best friend get shot and like i said i thought he was dead from the second of how everything played out so uh yeah i was very scared very worried about everything on top of being worried about his safety you were also experiencing people putting his name on the internet correct yes and then all sorts of people who supported the defendant were making threats against him and you, correct? Yes, I actually believe uh, one of the guys that was sending threats was with the defendant that night. Um, his name is like Dustin Collette or something. He was sending pictures of guns to us. Uh, that was just a little things. Uh, old addresses of ours got leaked out. Um, I was in th like fear for my family and fear for my friends. Like it was a, it was pretty crazy. So this post where you're talking about emptying a magazine was that your way of kind of trying to deter everybody from coming after you by letting them know that you guys are armed and ready to defend yourselves that was a hundred percent it gage has never said those words i was trying to stick up for him more or less that's was looking back obviously not a good choice of words to say uh i put in my emotions of you know what i wish would have happened i guess you could say it that way that night but those words never came out of my friend's mouth i when I seen him the next day at the hospital, I, you know, I, I cried. I was like, I'm so glad you're alive. Uh, kind of let him know like the severity of everything going on on social media. Uh, it was pretty wild. So, yeah.
Binger also seeks to sneak in some character evidence for Gage Grosskreutz through this witness. Is your friend Gage the type of person who would take another life? No, and that's clearly shows of... Uh, the objection is sustained. Gage is a medic? He is a medic. A paramedic and an EMT? Yes. Fair to say he's dedicated his life to preserving and healing other people. Yes, he cares about the wellness and safeties of others. After Jacob Marshall is excused, the defense recalls on mall Sam Kendry to the stand. Sam was the son of the car source owners who had direct responsibility for the company's automobile inventory. It quickly becomes clear that Corey Shiravasi intends to impeach Sam Kendry's credibility by pointing out contradictory statements made by the witness. Uh, the state had called you as a witness back on uh, November 5th regarding this case? I don't know the date, but yes. Okay. And do you remember that I was asking you some questions regarding uh, the vehicles, the number of vehicles that had been damaged, mm -hmm. the amount of loss that your business had suffered, mm -hmm. and information regarding um, insurance, things of that nature? True. Yes. And... Uh, do you remember me asking you uh, about the, uh, I asked this question, uh, can you give me a ballpark, meaning the amount of loss that your business suffered? And you had said that you couldn't remember. I asked you more than 100,000. You said yes. Mm -hmm. I said more than 250,000. And you said, I do not know, sir. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, do you remember saying being asked this question and you don't know what the loss from those fires were your answer was i personally never calculated it my dad does the money part yes yes is that true yes and do you remember you testified under oath that you didn't personally know what the loss was that you never calculated it i personally didn't and is that your testimony today at the time I didn't know what the exact loss was. No, that's not the question. Answer the question he asked, please. Sorry. Sorry, please read the question. Are, is that your answer today, that you don't know what the loss was? I do have approximation what the loss was. And did you learn that from the last time you were in court till today? Yes. Okay. What is it? I was approximately $400,000. Sharafasi then plays a video clip of an interview that Kindry gave as he surveyed dozens of burned out cars on the car source lot. How many cars were lost total, you know? In total? Yeah. Uh, in all three locations? One? 137. 137. 137 cars. Yep. yep. Mm. I heard that there was at least $1.5 million worth of damage. That was the first. Just 2.5 in total. Just wow. three 5 million in total. Mm -hmm. That's what you said to him the day after, right? I must have. Well, you heard it, right? Yes. So when you said 400,000 today, mm -hmm. is that a lie? It's not a lie. It's uh, what it is is uh, when we like I said when we saw that uh, from in our eyes, we were in shock. Okay? To be able to, I'm sorry, uh, to be able to, how to come back from it, 
uh, we were taking everything in consideration in terms of all the oil, the gas has gone into the asphalt, uh, the DOR. Uh, so we're basically putting everything in the consideration to get back on track. That's understand that, but I want you to answer my question. Go ahead. My question was, when you testified today under oath that your loss was four hundred thousand, you'd agree that's not what you said on the tape, right? That is correct. So. What you testified today under oath, that's a lie, right? It was a mistake. Today? Last time, but in the video. The 2.5 million is the mistake. Yes, because we were in shock. So where'd you come up with that number? Like I just explained to you, um, over the property loss, the building, the roof, the glass, um, we didn't know. We looking at the condition of the lot, I mean, you can clearly see it, uh, the asphalt, uh, the soil contamination, there's DOR involved, so it, that stuff is not cheap, so we were just approximating it that that's probably how much it's gonna be for us to be back on track. On cross, Prosecutor Binger seeks to rehabilitate the witness by eliciting contextual information from him, although it never quite becomes clear why that context would lead Kindry to overestimate the amount of damage as he now says he did in the video, rather than underestimate it. When that property burned, it wasn't just the cars, it was the building too. Exactly, yes. There was records, computers, yes. business files inside that building yes. that were destroyed or damaged. Yes. Did that make it hard for you as a or your family to figure out all of your business inventory, the property value, things like that? Very hard, yes. Is it fair to say that six or eight hours after the incident, you didn't have a clear picture of the full value of your cars. That is correct. I have nothing further. And with that, we conclude this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next episode as I'm joined once again by Abby Smith to discuss many of the issues raised by the testimonies that we covered this week. And please come back next week as we move on to begin our examination of the testimony of the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.